1: So it's been almost a year to the day since the pandemic effectively shut down the entire U.S. Now we're seeing states and communities start to ease restrictions and open back up, thanks in part to lower numbers, but also the rollout of various vaccines. We're up to three of them now. However, getting an appointment for a vaccine, even when you qualify, is a total nightmare of a process. I'm Jason Cipriani with Jason Perlow, and on this episode of Jason Squared, we're going to talk about our experiences with the COVID vaccine process and offer tips to help you get your shot sooner than later. So Perlow, you and I were talking before the show, and you're going to get your first shot this week. Are you excited, nervous? How are you feeling about it?
0: So Jason, I'm looking forward to getting the shot so I can begin to return to some, you know, some semblance of normalcy. Uh, my wife and I are getting the Pfizer uh shot number one tomorrow afternoon. Uh, I'm not expecting the first shot, you know, to give me much more than a sore arm. Uh, I'm a little nervous about the impact of the second one. I hear it can knock you on your rear end for a few days, at least from what my friends that have had it have told me.
1: Yeah, I've heard quite a lot of stories about what the second dose does, Moderna or Pfizer. Uh, It seems Moderna may be a little bit worse, but Pfizer, uh, we just had 1100 teachers in our school district get the second dose last Friday. My wife of one, my wife was one that was included in that. Um, And they actually shut down the entire district on Mm. Monday in order to give teachers enough days to recover from it. And we've heard some stories from a few of the teachers who got it that they, you know, had fever, body aches, extreme fatigue, all of that stuff. So the second shot, seems to be worse, but it only lasts about 24 hours and and then it kind of lifts off, which is a small price to pay, you know, to hopefully get things back to normal. So I got my first shot about two weeks ago, um, here in Colorado. I don't qualify, but I'll be completely honest and upfront about it. Um, I don't qualify at all, but I got the first shot of Pfizer about a little over two weeks ago. And I'm going to get my second dose of Pfizer, uh, later this week. Um, I was able to get it because a local pharmacy and a small local pharmacy had a wait list of uh, people who wanted to get the shot that don't qualify would, at the end of the day, you know, I think they have six hours to use a vial once it's taken out and, you know, it's starting to warm up. Uh and so at the end of the day, if they had cancellations or leftover yep. doses because people didn't show up, they would go to this wait list and they would call people in and say, You have fifteen minutes to get to the pharmacy and you can get the shot. If you can't be here in fifteen minutes, we'll go to the next person on the list. So I found out it I found out about it through a friend. Um that friend told me his his uh, dad and stepmom received it that way. So I called, got on the list, and less than 24 hours later, that's I got that call and said, get down here right away. I felt kind of guilty. I, I've read a lot of stories about, you know, vaccine guilt, which I think um, it plays a big role in all of this. But at the same time, it was going to go to waste. I'm more than happy to yeah, do my part to help get don't us back wa- to don't things wa- normally. Don't waste, don't waste the yeah. dose. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly.
0: So, you know, in Florida, they recently opened up eligibility to other qualifying groups. We're technically the the 1C, I believe, group. Um, And, you know, according to that criteria, uh, both my wife and I were able to get the doctor's forms signed um, to, to get the shot. Because normally it's still 65 and older. But if you have other issues going on... You can get a doctor's form. So, sure. um, you know, here in Florida, you know, there's multiple avenues for getting your shot scheduled. Uh, you know, one is the Florida Department of Health um, at a state run facility, uh, there's also FEMA run facilities, um, or one of the local supermarket and drugstore chains, you know, such as Publix, you know, Winn Dixie, uh, Walmart or CVS um, our appointments with CVS um, pretty much all of them down here. And I don't know what the case is, but by you, but yeah. uh, pretty much all of them, you have to get up very early in the morning and be online at one of those websites at 7.00 AM sharp. Um, or the appointments are gone like within a half an hour, you know, R- Rachel got up very early to do it. I'm a lazy, <laughs> I'm lazy. I love to sleep in. So, yeah. so, so she got up and did it.
1: So yeah. we don't have CVS here. We have Walmart. I, I think yeah. there might be CVS in Denver area. I'm not sure. Um, I don't really. Yeah, I think there is, but I don't pay much attention to it. So we have quite a few different places to get it here in Colorado. Uh, each county, more or less, is left up to how they want to distribute it outside of the staples like Walmart. Uh, right. Walgreens is what we have here. Uh, I've seen King Supers and Safeway, which are no, Safeway's not on the list. King Supers, which is a uh, grocery chain here, as well as City Market, um, are distributing it uh, locally here. But like my county has a vaccine clinic that uh, vaccinates up to a thousand people a day, as long as you qualify. Uh, they use actually an old bankrupt Sears uh, automotive bay where they would work on cars as the vaccination site at a local mall. And so cars drive into the bay, you get your shot in, in the bay, and then you you go on your way after your 15-minute wait. But I can speak to the sign-up process, which is the most frustrating, and I think the biggest letdown yeah. overall, we have government-wise, whether it's federal or locally, into getting signed up for a vaccine. And this falls also onto the retailers who are running uh, these sign-up websites on there. Like you said, with CVS, you have to be there at 7am. Let me ask you this before I talk about my experience from this past weekend. With CVS, when you scheduled your appointment, did you have to also schedule your second shot at that exact time? Or were you able just to schedule the first one and they'll schedule your second one once once you get your shot?
0: So, you know, I, I'm not someone who likes to read the manuals and neither does my wife. So basically it's kind of like, you know, you're already, your, your mind is in this racing to get this appointment book before someone else, before it times out. Okay. So I don't remember exactly, but I believe that they make you do it at the same time.
1: Okay. Um, or they give, Yeah. So that's how uh, Walgreens does it, which yeah. is frustrating. And I spent hours and I mean, several, several hours this weekend trying to get a appointment for my stepdad to get his first shot. He doesn't care which one it is doesn't matter. He qualifies for it. He meets, you know, he's in the age restriction. Hey, he has health issues, whatever he qualifies. Um, And I'm not exaggerating when I mean, I spent hours refreshing websites, whether it was Walgreens, using different tabs, different browsers, going through all these other means to get an appointment scheduled. And finally Monday morning at 6am, I was able to get him an appointment scheduled at Walmart for this Sunday, which allowed him to only schedule the first shot. Walgreens Walgreens requires that you schedule both shots at the same time when you sign up. So you could go yeah. in, like right now I could go into Walgreens website here in Colorado, I can find a list of tens, maybe hundreds of appointments available at local Walgreens, but it's for the first shot only. So you select it, you fill out all the health questionnaire and all the information they require out of you. Then you go to the next page where it wants yeah. you to select the second dose and there are no second doses available. So you can't even book the first shot and the page error is out. Why, why let people even try to sign up? Yeah. Or, so, so, yeah. Yeah. They, they, let them sign up for the first shot. I know this has a lot to do with shipments of vaccines and when they're going to arrive. But that option shouldn't be there then or there should be another way of doing the system instead of p- giving people false hope.
0: I, I certainly hope. So the, I think the biggest problem, Jason, is there's kind of no standardization of software systems across, uh, you know, states and governments and, and also the the retailers, right, that are being given these contracts to distribute, right? And I, and I hope eventually, yeah. you know, as we start to do this year over year, over year, over year, this becomes less painful, right? So there's no central, at so least in Florida, there's no centralization. We don't have a single website you go to, you know, getyourshot.org or whatever that will... Dole out, you know, appointments across all the different retailers and sites, and 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 make you go where where you need to go according to where you live and closest, right? I mean, right now we got people driving two hours to go get shots, three hours, four hours to go get shots across the state, um, just because there's availability. So, um, you know, one strategy, um, you know, a friend told me about, uh, and this is specifically for CVS, um, is to put in the town name, not the zip code, because somehow. That returns a wider range of cities that you can choose from for appointments. So doesn't both, even
1: make sense. It, like,
0: yeah, it, <laughs> no, it doesn't make sense. You know, you should just be able to put in What's on and it should be able to search adjoining towns for proximity within, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes of drive. Yeah. You know, that yeah. you shouldn't, I mean, right? So, but with both CVS and Publix's apps, okay, you get to the page booking that appointment. And the browser engine that's built into those apps, right, um, seems to not manually refresh the page while you wait. So you're going to, I mean, if you want to game this system, and I hate to say game it. Uh, well, you, you have wanna to. Get, This you whole exper-
1: ha- experience makes me feel like when I am waiting in line or trying to hunt down stock of some random GPU, like a. 30 series it, GPU or, an, or a new Xbox. That's it, it, Or back in the day when I was trying to find an iPhone. That's what this entire experience it,
0: is like. It, it's actually worse than trying to buy an iPhone or, 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 a, or a, you know extremely in-demand you know, Android device or something or, or toy, whatever yeah. Xbox is, whatever it is. It's horrible. So you have to get on several devices on that page and then turn off your device's sleep mode. You know your your the 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 screensaver mode, whatever the power you know the the, the light power mode, or whatever whatever it's called on your device, and you wanna you wanna you wanna keep an eye out, okay, for when that page changes to allow you to book an appointment. So there's no place in line indicator, which would be nice, right? But but they but they admonish you specifically not to manually refresh that page, so there's got to be some placeholder in the background on these things right you do yeah right uh the other thing is you want to make sure you want to have your insurance card ready to go okay so even though that vaccine is free to the patient they want that insurance info although as i understand not necessarily everywhere uh we did have to give it to cvs in florida uh but a friend in texas booked the appointment and didn't get asked for it now um Specifically, again talking for Florida and other states where the chains present, Publix is now doing uh, J and J vaccines. Now, from what I understand from other states, I got you know my my boss at Linux Foundations in Ohio, he told me the same thing happened to him. That if you take late afternoon or evening appointments, um, you're going to have a better chance of getting that J and J if you want it. Uh, because they don't want to waste the Moderna and Pfizer shots due to the shortened lifespan under regular refrigerated conditions. So they, 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 they because that J and J is fine at regular refrigerated conditions. So that could stay for months in a refrigerator, right? Whereas, yeah. whereas the Moderna and Pfizer, it has to be in that subcritical storage transportation temperature. Once you put it into refrigeration, it's got a four six hour lifespan total before it's got to get used. Yeah, so you that use so it up right away, yeah. So they use it up first before they give out the J&Js.
1: So here's what I ended up doing. And the only way, legit, the only way I was able to get an appointment for my stepdad, which it's tools I'm going to use to help my mom when she becomes eligible to get an appointment as well, is there, there was two... Two different methods I used. One is a website, and it originally launched just for Colorado, but this developer has expanded it to the entire country, and there's specific pages for each state. Mm. And what it is, it's scraping. It's a scraping bot, just like all the scraping bots wow. there are for out-of-stock items. And what it does is it scrapes all the pharmacies and vaccination sites in your state for available cool. appointments. Very and it cool. does it every three or four minutes. I think, and so it's called VaccineSpotter.org. So if you go there, Vaccine V-A-C-C-I-N-E Spotter.org, you go there. It lists all the states. You select your state. So if you want to go directly to the Colorado website, it's .dot org/slash co, and instantly that page loads with all of the currently available appointments found in your area or, or in your state, mm. and then it links directly out to the sign up page for that. Respective business or or pharmacy or whatever it is, so that works, and they're great, but I found that, especially with King Supers, the grocery chain, that by the time the site refreshed and found those appointments, people mm. had taken those appointments at mm. one point, I actually went through the entire King super sign up process, entered all the information they didn't you know I haven't had to enter any insurance information anywhere here in Colorado, so again it may vary by state have it on yeah. hand just in case but so i went through filled out all the information selected first dose appointment second dose appointment clicked submit and in that time it took me to fill everything out fill everything out someone else had taken those appointments and it disappeared so i was behind so I got frustrated. Again, I spent hours doing this and I went down a rabbit hole of trying to find a bot I could run on my own computer on a Raspberry right. Pi that could get me faster alerts. What I ended up finding was a Twitter account called C-O-V-A-X alerts. It's C-O-V-A-X oh. alerts. And that I think it uses the because the VaccineSpotter.org site open sourced his bot. I think it uses the same setup, but it, it instantly posts a tweet when a new appointment is found. And so I followed that account. I turned on push alerts to my phone from, you know, in the Twitter app. And I was able to find a Walmart appointment the moment it became available in the area. And that's, that's ultimately at six in the morning, I get a Twitter push alert. And there it is. I got on, signed up, and it happened. And so I've done some basic searches uh, of, on Google, you know, entering... Twitter, vaccine alerts, New York. Twitter, vaccine alerts, California. And I found a lot of Twitter accounts that do this similar process. Uh, for various states. So if you live somewhere outside of Colorado, you know, I, I gave the one for Colorado, but if you live in California, New York, Ohio, where, wherever, just search on Google for your state, Twitter, and vaccine alerts. And if there's an account, you'll find it. Uh, and turn on push alerts after you follow the account in the Twitter app on your phone. That, that honestly, without those Twitter alerts, I probably would still be looking for an appointment for them, which is beyond frustrating. It shouldn't be this hard. Um, Another site that kind of made the rounds this week that takes the approach of kind of what the local pharmacy did with me where I got on a wait list for a leftover dose. But this is a nationwide database that is partnered with all the pharmacies that are giving out vaccines and that you sign up, give them some basic information. And if there is an appointment available that is canceled within your area and a leftover dose, the vaccine or the pharmacy lets this website know they send out text messages and the first person reply gets the appointment. And again, it's for leftover doses. And that website, which I've signed my mom up for, is drb.com. It's H-I-D-R-B.com. You have to give them your phone number, verify you that you actually have the phone number because that's how you receive the alert. Give them some basic health information. They don't prioritize by health information, but they do prioritize by... Where you got in line. They just go down the line. I think yesterday there were 750,000 people signed up for the service. So the sooner you sign up, the better. Obviously, your odds are greater or worse depending on where you live and the density of how many people have signed up. But so those three services have been great for me. I read a Wall Street Journal report earlier, or maybe it was late last week, that Facebook pages, Facebook groups have popped up all over the country and are sharing appointments that they find on services like this. So if you want to cut the middleman out and get uh, get alerts faster, I would suggest going this way. But if you like the more social aspect of it, the Facebook groups make a ton of sense as well.
0: This is all cool stuff, Jason, that I did not know about. Um, but I, I do gotta have to say, I hope from a year to year basis, we don't have to game stuff like this. This, I hope, this Seriously. is just a temporary problem because, yeah, ideally, we need you know centralized systems you know where you have vaccine providers that are hooked into a system you know just like we have like for for um for the airline industry you know for things like you know like uh you know all these airline deal sites or whatever it is you know you should be able to plug in your state or in, in or your city and it should be able to tell you you know here's Publix here's CVS here's Walmart these are the appointments pick and choose your one you want and bang right and it should be able to dole them out regardless yep. of what of where it's coming from and there should be one one app you know, yep. we shouldn't have to go through, do these machinations of watching Twitter and Facebook and, and you know, taking up all of our time when we should be working and get, trying to get stuff done, you know, then trying to chase these appointments down and, on 16 different sites. And that's just complete chaos. I mean, it's obviously this is just poor planning. Poor planning. Oh, it, is. it really is. And bad implementation. I mean, it's, this is, this is, I, I, I hope that these tools help our our listeners Find the shots. Do use these tools because that's how you're going to get it. But I am not happy that, that we're being forced to use these, these these ridiculous workarounds to do this. Yeah, I mean, I'm not it's, either. It, it's At a, all. it's And You know, there's
1: talk that we may, Pfizer and Moderna, people who receive that shot may end up getting a booster shot later this year to deal with the variants of COVID that have popped yep. up. Are we going to have to go through this again just to get a booster shot? Like,
0: I, no, I hope not. <laughs>
1: I would hope all the kinks are ironed out by then and it's a more streamlined process. The J&J is nice because you're your primary care physician can store it in a fridge in the office. Like if you, you could go in yeah. just as you do a flu shot, you just randomly pop in say, I need my flu shot. They give it to you. So that's nice in, in that regard. It's the other two that I think are causing the bigger problems. So hopefully with j and J, I I think 45,000 doses showed up in Colorado this week. And I don't know, you know, the rest of the country, but there's a lot of doses going out. So hopefully with J&J showing up, some of these issues start to get uh, taken care of from that aspect. But The grand scheme of things, like we shouldn't be having to go through all of this. To your point, uh, it should be just as
0: easy as getting the flu shot. You know, every in Florida, every you know, it's established because we have a lot of senior citizens that need that need to get their shots every single year for the flu. And it's really, I mean, the either you, you pick the you pick the supermarket down the street, you pick the drugstore down the street, and you make your appointment. It should just be that easy. It should not require. These really sophisticated, you know, logistics systems to do this. I mean, if, if if each if each place gets their deliveries, the way they're supposed to, yep, then it's just supposed you're just supposed to get it. And and I hope with the J and J with with reducing the requirement for the subcritical storage, you know that that improves logistics issues. You know because that I mean that that I mean I, the way I see this going forward in the years to follow as as they have to reformulate these vaccines. Due to uh, mutational, you know, issues and evolutionary uh-huh. issues, because that's going to happen, right? We're not going to end up with the same vaccine two, three, four, five years from now as we are from now, because there's just going to be there's going to we're already seeing from the South African strains and and whatnot, uh, you know, B one one seven and some of those derivatives that there may be potential for virus escapism and less uh, resistance. To some of these strains that are out there with the vaccines that we currently have, so with the mRNA technology, they will be able to generate new vaccines quicker. Yeah. But but the production may not be as scalable as the vector. The vector might take maybe instead of a year for a vector, right? Like a J and J, it might take six months. So what we're going to be seeing is these interleaving uh, situations of resistance and not resistance and potentially mask mandates and not mask mandates as you know we start seeing different strains you know float around in certain areas and whether we start seeing you know hospitalizations spike or not I and mean, that, that's just going to be life for eternity now that, that's what we're that's what we're going to be dealing with so hopefully the systems for distribution and logistics and sign up and and, and vaccination will get better with yep. with with practice
1: all of that sounds pretty grim. So I'm gonna I'm gonna switch yeah. it a little bit and ask you a, a question that is a little bit more positive, and then uh, I'll answer it myself as well. After you and your wife Rachel are fully vaccinated, you've done the two weeks after mm-hmm. your second dose. Any plans? You gonna do anything differently? So this week,
0: uh, the Centers for Disease Control uh, issued guidelines for people that have been fully vaccinated and the things that are safe to do. So it is safe for you. To visit other people that have been vaccinated indoors in small groups. So I plan to have uh, a few small gatherings at my home. You know, w- return to the dinner party, um, and uh, you know, have you know maybe co- have a co- have a cookout. You know, have have a potluck or something like that with a dozen folks that I know had that. We've all get to share our credentials and and we've all been vaccinated. That's great. Um, um, the CDC also says that it is safe to visit people that have not been vaccinated as long as that person is not at risk for severe disease. Right. So um, what that also means as far as dining at restaurants, they still think that you should still carry a mask uh, and use one for in high risk situations. If you have to be indoors, I still plan to dine outside uh, with my, you know, with the mask off. Uh, you know, I won't have to worry about, you know, putting it on when the when the when the when the, when the, when the server comes to me or necessarily if someone's walking by me. I won't sure. have that same sense of paranoia. But it's kind of like if you think of this as like Star Trek, I like, like I, I like to always like compare things to Star Trek. You know, Star Trek, they have the deflector shield on, on the spaceship. Right. And, <laughs> right. you know, the, the purpose of that deflector shield is to, you know, it, it, let's say you're flying at super high speed and there's an errant asteroid that gets in your way and it, and you know if that errant asteroid bounces off your 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 hull with the deflector shield on uh that's that protection but you still shouldn't fly into an asteroid field right just like PO right. says don't fly into the asteroid field the of survival 101 well yeah even if you have that deflector shield don't don't fly into the asteroid field right because <laughs> right. cuz you could cuz you could still get sick potentially yeah. right um, yeah, and you know exactly. we don't know we don't know what the long term effects are of just getting sick, are right. right? Even, Even if, I mean, if it's
1: reduced, right? Like yeah, I mean, you, I mean, yeah,
0: you might not die, you might not be hospitalized, but we don't know what what this stuff does to you long term. we just have
1: diabetes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, uh, man.
0: So so it's so yes, I will be modifying my behavior. I will be going out to dinner outside. I will be meeting friends that have been vaccinated. Inside the house, I will visit my parents. They had their vaccines about a month or so ago completed. So I will get to go out to dinner. I will, go at the, I will go get to see them at their place. They can come to my see me at my place. We can take our masks off. So I think the individual freedom improvements are going to be great. I'm really looking forward to that. But I still think we have to be vigilant. We have to be prepared sure. to go back to the way things were yeah. if something does change. I mean, that's, that's just the way it's going to be.
1: I agree a hundred percent. My wife and I have not ate inside a restaurant in over a year and in yep. Colorado, that's a pretty big deal because yep. we have beautiful summers, but winter, if you want to eat somewhere, you have to eat inside. It's just too yeah. cold. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, we have a date night plans to eat inside a restaurant, uh, the, the day that, you know, I effectively become quote unquote immune, uh, at, you know, the two week window or whatever it is after the second dose. Uh, We're going to go out to eat. Uh, We'll probably see family and spend time indoors with them a lot more than we have over the last year. But I think the biggest aspect of this before we close out is, for me at least, is peace of mind. It's just the mental aspect of not having to constantly be on high alert. Right. You still need to be vigilant and you can't get... Uh, complacent with without a mask. In fact, I joke with my wife and my kids that I want to get my vaccination card that they give you. Uh, you know when you start getting the doses, and I want to print a print it on a mask, and I want that to be my mask. But that yep. has nothing to do with staying vigilant. I just think it would be funny to walk around with your vaccine card as a mask. But <laughs> anyways, uh, it's just the mental aspect. Of feeling feeling more comfortable with going out in public. It, it's to use your analogy, it's, it's like you have a shield around you, right? The vaccine acts as a shield and there's some protection there on top of the mask and everything else. It's one extra layer to keep you safe. And the mental aspect, aspect of that is huge for me personally. I, I cannot wait until that two-week mark and you know I feel a little bit freer to go out and do stuff.
0: Fully agreed, you know, and to not have like, you know, this backup plan in your head that, you know, if I go to the supermarket, if there's too many people in there, I need to bail. Or if yeah. I drive by a, a restaurant, I need to bail. Or, you know, just, just to have that, that constant state of, of, of high, like you said, high alert. Yep. If we can ratchet that down to like, all right, you know, like, yeah, all right. If I see something weird, I, I need to be aware of it. But I, I'm not, I'm not going to feel like my life is at risk if someone walks by me without a mask. You know that's 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 really the that for that to that alone to go away yep. is a godsend.
1: Yeah, I I cannot I like I am counting down the days. I look forward to my second shot. I will take whatever punishment it gives me over the weekend, yep. and then I will bounce back and just be ready to return to a semi-normal way of life and way of approaching things. So. I can't wait. Well, hopefully the tips we shared today will help you guys get your vaccine as well as find some peace of comfort and peace of mind. uh, And once you're fully vaccinated and, you know, your immunity is there or whatever we want to call it, since it probably isn't total immunity. But uh, Perlo, do you have any closing thoughts?
0: No, Jason, I am just so I'm, You know, as this, these dates and dates have been approaching, you know, I've had anxiety about trying to get the shot and all that. So now that I have the appointment scheduled, yeah. I do feel some relief. I will feel some much more relief when that hypodermic goes into my arm tomorrow <laughs> yes. afternoon. And then when it happens again, you know, two, three weeks later. So yeah. um, I, 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 I want my freedom back. I want to be able to, to, you know, go out, go see friends and things. All those things are important for our mental health. All things are important for society to continue to, for businesses to thrive, you know, all those things that are, are critical, you know, for, to, to returning to normality. And, and you know, I, I've been trying to push back on, on certain behaviors for, you know, a year now for people that want to act normal without having the shot, you know, and, that, and that's made me aggravated. But, you know, so, so having your brain, looking forward to your brain, making that context switch back to, oh, this is normal again. That's going to yeah. be fantastic. To, to not have those fights with people, to not to have, you know, say to yourself, why am I suffering when everybody else is going out and having fun? You know, for that to go away, I, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to it.
1: Absolutely. Preach. I agree 100%. All right. Again, hopefully you guys find your vaccines, you're able to get on a list and get your shot and get that <laughs> hypodermic in your arm, as Perlow says. I'm yeah. Jason Cipriani. And
0: I'm Jason Perlow.
1: And this is Jason Squared. Thanks for listening and make sure to check out more of our work at ZDNet.com.